From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Eubanks talks to us about how she carved her niche by bridging the gap between rehab and strength conditioning, how working as a high school performance coach impacted her coaching the professional athlete, and how she plans on leading by example, being a female in our industry. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Taryn Eubanks. She's currently a conditioning and performance coach at Performance Medicine and Sports Therapy in Frisco, Texas. She's also had stops at Southern Methodist University, Dallas Baptist University, Colorado Mesa University, and MSU Denver. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you, Coach. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Performance Medicine and Sports Therapy? Yes, sir. Right now, I kind of bridge the gap between physical therapy and uh, like strength conditioning. I'm called a performance coach, but I do both the PT assistance and the strength and conditioning. My main role is just to get the athlete back on the field, but there's like that huge gap between when they're cleared from PT versus when they're actually allowed to play. Definitely. And that's a pretty unique situation because in athletics there's injury like there's no way we can ever stop injury and there that gap between leaving the physical therapist or an athletic trainer and going to the weight room is is pretty big especially with an athlete that's you know rehabbing how much do you focus on like the psychology or what do you kind of things do you see with the injured athlete 
it's honestly a huge part because they lose confidence as soon as they get that injury. And building that confidence back up is like, honestly, my bread and butter because I mean, getting under the bar, as you know, that can build confidence, but when you can't lift the way you used to, like your head drops, you get down, you're, you just see the athletes like walking different, even they don't look up. They're not proud of themselves. I mean, it's a huge part of it for sure. And what is it like? I'm, cause I'm assuming you deal with more than just one sport. You deal with multiple sports. So you have like a general template, like, Hey, once you're done being injured, here's what some benchmarks we want to see, or is it kind of like an individual basis? Um, we have a lot of protocols. So we'll do like an ACL protocol and I get with the physical therapist. I kind of see where they're at. We do a lot of testing before they're even allowed to come on the, I guess you would say my side of the turf. Um, they'll do like jump progressions, um, testing the vertical and the broad testing the left versus the right. And once you finally get them almost to where they're back to like muscular balance, then that's when I get them and then we'll go from there with those athletes do they tend to stick around and you become their their coach and or is it kind of like once you're done you're on your way for sure so let's say we had um an offensive lineman who tore an acl three years ago he's still in our gym because he trusts us he knows we know his journey where he's come from and we've just like built him back up so we have multiple guys who like got injured three years ago, but when they're back home and they're off season, they're training with us. Definitely. And what's the culture like with your, it sounds like you have a great culture with those physical therapists, but I know at times that relationship between a strength and conditioning coach and athletic trainer or physical therapist can be a little skewed depending on how the relationship and your communication is. What, what's the culture like? Honestly, it's like a beautiful triangle in our office. We have, first we have our um, chiropractors who actually write most of the scripts. And then we have our physical therapist and the strength conditioning. We actually just added a uh, family practitioner also onto our team. So we can do like sport physicals and stuff as well. But we have a conference room in the middle of our facility. And if we have a patient that let's say, is getting adjusted and has PT for dry needling and is coming to see me. We all meet in that conference room and like discuss their plan of action. It's very fluid. And honestly, I haven't seen it almost anywhere else. It's very unique. Definitely. And where does that come from? Was it when you got there, did you establish yourself? Like, look, I know my stuff at, with the strength conditioning and I can help you out with anything else. Or did you have to work and earn that trust? Cause it's, I guess it goes both ways. <laughs> it was definitely a lot of work. So like I was a PT tech for two years and I had to really take a ego check, <laughs> if you will, because I knew I knew how to help them like differently, but we also didn't have the space for it. So our facility now is brand new. We were above a bank and we could only do PT and and physical therapy and chiropractic work. We just added 50 yards of turf, six racks, like, and now I can do my side of things. And they told me, they're like, T, wait it out. Like, I know you're struggling being a tech, 
but we have something for you. And so like they saw my potential and they built something to accommodate that. No, definitely. I think that's, it's good when you have the support of the staff and, and, and the rest of everybody around you to you know, work on something you're passionate about. Now, where, how much of an impact did your previous roles in the collegiate strength staffs and, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in a little bit with the high school strength staffs. Does it play a role into where you're at now? I honestly, I mean, my heart for athletes was developed really during that time at the collegiate realm and understanding what they're going through and seeing what coaches are doing and saying with them has helped me understand how to get them back on the field the fastest way and in a way that I know they'll be safe under the bar because I know what they're going through. I know that that O-lineman coach is going to put six plates on your back, whether you're ready or not. Like sometimes it happens. And so I know how to prepare them for what they're about to get into. Definitely. And you were at, you know, a company that kind of helps high schools with a, a sports performance when they're not, when they don't have the coaches around right. and you happen to be helping right. multiple high schools. And I'm, it, this was all in Texas. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So like those Texas schools are huge. And then, but you also had, you helped a school with that, how students with, you know, disabilities, mm-hmm. How, how did the working with students with disabilities as a performance coach impact you? And then how did working with high school athletes impact you on your career? Wow. So working with athletes who have like learning differences was definitely the most challenging experience, honestly, in my entire life. Because not only are they at such a delicate age, but they also don't learn like we do. So I can't just write a workout on the board and expect them to get it. I can't give them a sheet of paper with a bunch of numbers and expect them to understand it. You had to take at least 30 minutes in a brief before you could even work out. And making that brief is honestly more important sometimes than the actual lift because they have to be able to understand so they can move forward because they'll they'll get stuck on something. And then the entire right side of the brain is like, Nope, can't do that. Um, And then working with high school athletes for um, performance course, which was the company where I was working, I would see about 138 athletes in one hour put them all through a session, then go to another high school and do this for four hours back to back, all different school. It was overwhelming to be honest, but like you really just have to suck it up and give it everything you got and know that you're there for them. And it's not about you and you can't have an ego. You just, you have to, you really have to bite your tongue sometimes because you get frustrated, right? hundred athletes and it's just you but I realized if I can make a difference with them now, when they get to college, like they'll be an amazing, not only athlete, but person. So you have to build the person first and then the athlete. 
Mm, definitely. And you know, how do you go about programming for the high school athlete when there's so many of them and so few of you, like how did the workout flow? Right. You have, so the easiest setup possible and make it the most efficient and adding like a metabolic conditioning with it, but having like only three pieces of equipment per athlete and being able to rotate them stations here, stations here, stations there. There's, you're always going to have a partner. You're going to be with this group. And that's how we had to move in that sort of environment. You know, we do our pre-activation all together on the turf. We hit as many basic movements as possible. We get the hinge in, we get the squat in, we get our vertical. We do our full dynamic all as a team and then we break out. But you have to assign leaders. You have to assign um, partners. You have to assign people who have certain job roles. So it's that finding a leader and then empowering that leader to lead their team because it's one of you and a hundred of them. So you got, and then this is just coming from knowing you got a pretty incredible story. Cause I know you've basically been doing it on your own, you and your mom, but, but you know, since you were at A&M, you were just making your own way and you by no means had taken the easier way around. Like you know, starting at MSU Denver and you already know, you know, how few strength coaches we had there versus the athletes. And then, you know, Mesa and DBU, you know, they're D2s and whatnot, but, and then working with high schools that don't have a strength coach. And then you're like one of a few strength coaches dealing with multiple high schools. Why choose that path when, you know, you've seen in our industry, a lot of people choose to follow logo or go for the, the bigger names, just so you don't have to deal with this. Why that? Wow. Um, I just wish I had someone like me at their age. And I would have been able to get through a lot more for sure if I would have had someone like that in my life. So I'm just trying to be like that for most of these girls, like they need a strong female in their life. And, you know, I kind of touch on it with some of the stereotypes, like they're afraid to be known as strong. They're afraid to get under the bar. They're afraid of so many things. And I'm just, I just want to be the person that knocks all fear and just empowers them with faith so that they can get through this life because it is not easy. And I just, I don't know, that's the main reason, to be honest. And what was it like working at SMU? You know, you're uh, one of the few women working with the football team. I guess one piece of advice for women that are working in a male sport you know the football teams you know all men how how do you go about making sure that you establish yourself as a coach so i would say don't try to be quote unquote one of the boys or one of the guys you have to establish yourself as who you really are you are a female strength coach and you are there for a reason and you have gifts and abilities that god empowered you with 
that are different from males in that you are a nurturer, you're a lover, you're a giver, and you have to do that professionally and you have to find the way to do that professionally. And the way I honestly found that is I became the nutrition assistant. And, you know, I wanted to be all on board for the straight side. And they're like, we want you as nutrition because we see this in you, this in you, and this in you. So go do it. Period. I didn't have opportunity to say yes or no, but I just went full force with it. And I realized that at that point, my focus was to heal them and protect them. And like, that was my role as the female in that industry at that point. And once you like establish that mentally, it's a lot easier to get through it for sure. Because the guys, I mean, that I was feeding, they didn't want to always eat, but they're like, T, we're only doing this for you. (laughs) You know, like they didn't want to hit their weight or they didn't want to stay in the, I mean, I had to weigh them in before and after every lift. I had to weigh them out after their practice. I was with them at 7 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. at night. And it was all revolved around nutrition and building them up. And I'd say, like, having that nutrition focus, they're also allowed to, like, sit down with me, eat with me, and then you get into your sports side. So sitting around that table, building them, feeding them, then you get into the the aspect of the sports psych, which then I went to school and I got more schooling on sports psych. And I'm really extremely passionate about that side of things. Now you brought up nutrition and and sports psych, and you've clearly been around strength conditioning a lot with your athletes that maybe aren't rehabbing full-time. Let's just say your athletes that are working with you now with performance and just trying to, you know, be the best that they can be. What does that look like if, you know, I were to go to coach T in, in Frisco and be like, you know, I need to get better. You know, there's nothing really wrong with me. Like what, how do you go about programming or what does your program look like having so many, I guess, places to draw from between psychology, nutrition and, and performance? Um, I definitely take like the holistic approach I break down like a couple, I guess, myths for them. I'm like, the weight room doesn't always build you up, right? The weight room sometimes can break you down unless you take care of your body by doing X, Y, Z. So when I give them that first approach, then they're like, oh, I've never heard that. You know, I thought this about the weight room. I thought this about the weight room. I'm like, those are all good things, but you have to do X, Y, and Z first you know, and then they realize you actually care about them and they're not just another quote unquote client, you know, it's the holistic approach from like the nutrient timing, when you should, um, or how many hours of sleep, like just all of it wrapped up in one package. And from what I've seen on your Instagram, are you meal prepping for some of your athletes? You know, I really, I took a little side hustle and started doing that. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it looks delicious and there's a lot of it too. Probably one of the most creative side hustles I've ever taken, but I kept telling people what they should eat and I knew they weren't doing it. I'm like, look, this is what I make. 
I'll make an extra batch for you, you know? And, you know, I had to take a little step back, you know, because it started taking up more time than actually training. And now I work with a company called Map Meals and I, I make sure that it's all like done through them because I didn't want to get my own LLC. That's a whole nother experience. And you have to then certify your kitchen and then you have to get this license and this license. But I was for a little bit. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No, I think that's great. You know, it's one thing I wish all athletes understood, but I, I get where they're coming from. But, you know, it's not just the weight room. And you tell them all the time, the weight room is where we break you down. It's when you sleep and eat is where you build up the muscle and recover and all that stuff. And I think that's the holistic uh, approach is important. So do you work with mostly the collegiate athletes, pro athletes, or what kind of clientele do you see coming in to your, your program? So I'll get anything from the soccer mom who drops off her daughter to the soccer athlete who just tore ACL to the NFL combine training athletes who honestly get burnt out from these huge programs who do cookie coder programs. And they're like, they don't care that I have, let's say, for example, turf toe and I can't do this. They just write a program on the board for everyone. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I had a lot of guys come to me. They're like, T, like, can you just write something that's just personalized for me? You know, um, then we'll get, you know, our youth girls. I have a group of 14 year old girls who play hockey and they're the toughest little sneakers I've ever seen. And they just love the lifts. And it's incredible because, you know, most girls don't really have that that tough mentality. And then I'll get like my cross country girls who are like, don't, I don't want to put the bar on my back. Please don't. I don't want that. So it's just like, I get all sorts no, of definitely. things. And you know, does it help out? So you like, like I've been at the collegiate level. I know, like, I know what you're going through, you know, just trust me on this or, or like with the, the girls hockey team, like, 
do you tell the coach be like, Hey, do you even communicate with the coaches or is it kind of like, look, I'll take care of you and let's make it count. And do you try to navigate dealing with the coaches and how their practices are going or when those. Honestly, recently it's been more of the dads who come to me and I haven't really even had to go to the coaches. It's like one dad heard about me and then it kind of spread through the team. Now all the dads are like signing their daughters up with me. And, you know, I'm thankful for that because I haven't really had to deal with a lot of the coaches, really. Um, I did go to their games and I met the coach and they're like, oh, you're the trainer that they talk about. Oh, yeah, the girls always talk about you. So it's it's a good feeling when you know that you're making a difference for sure. Definitely. And, you know, with COVID this last year, everybody and it's not just strength condition everybody in the world just had to make a pivot and try to really regroup and figure out how things are going along and i've seen a lot of collegiate strength conditioning coaches go to private sector or start their own business just because there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on what is one piece of advice you'd tell those coaches or what's one thing that is a misconception of a collegiate coach going to the private sector. You will miss the energy and the intensity. And there's nothing like a collegiate weight room period. I, I struggle with that a lot. And then I realize that really I'm the one who brings the energy. So it's really on me. And, you know, like I was pulling from the athletes in the collegiate realm versus now I have to be that energy, you know, like I gained so much from them. And now it's like in the private sector, you have to be what everyone is pulling from. And have you noticed, you know, how do you go about marketing yourself? You know, you got a lot of followers on your social media and you know, the private sector there are a lot of people there and especially in Texas, you know, I know Texas, there's, there's performance facilities everywhere. Do you actually like focusing on, on marketing yourself as, you know, coach T here's what I bring, or have you taken an approach to like, look, I'm just going to do me and I'm attract whoever comes through that door and just give them my all. You know, I kind of go back and forth with it. I mainly try to promote recover with purpose, which is like, the company I work for, but recently they've been like empowering me. Like T we want you to bring, like, we want you to market yourself, but you're doing such a good job of marketing us. Like just keep doing that because you're like, what did he say? He was like, you're honestly doing exactly what I would want you to do, you know? But I think I started gaining more followers when I started speaking my mind on like tough situations and like, reaching out to other string coaches on, you know, some of their experiences. Cause you know, we're all here for each other. And like, if you're not building a community, I don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. You know, it's not a self-centered occupation at all. And the people who are self-centered in it, they probably won't get to where God wanted them to be, you know? No, and I, I like the, 
I think recover with purpose. That's ultimately, yeah, we're all going there. We're all realizing it's recovery is the, the big factor. It's not the strength training. And I, and I hear about it at the pro levels all the way down to high schools. It's not so much what we're doing in the weight room. It's how we're getting our athletes to sleep better, eat better and recover better. And I think that's a really good approach. You know, what is, we are in a, there is a lot of males in our profession. And I know I asked you how you like manage your way, like while working with the male athlete, but what's one piece of advice you'd give to uh, a female in the strength conditioning, trying to be a strength coach on any level. What's one piece of advice that you'd give them? Hmm. Don't take things personally. Learned when to be submissive and learn when to take a stance. Um, Learn that it is not about you and how you feel. It is about the athlete. It is about the program. Um, Sometimes you will have to take a back seat. You're going to have to bite your tongue. And then sometimes you need to speak up when when enough is enough, you know, but most of the time you're taking it personal and you need to take five reset and come back. Definitely. And what's one piece of advice you'd give to just the young strength coach in general, let's say, and I'm not talking about young in age. I'm talking about, you know, the strength coach that's in their internship or that coach that's maybe starting a GA or, you know, they're in the grind of it. Like you're not getting paid and you're doing the worst of the work. Like you're in the grind of it. What's one piece of advice for all the coaches that are going through that? (laughs) My first thought was no one cares if you're broke. No one cares if you're not sleeping. No one cares if you didn't eat for the past seven hours. This is going to be a hard freaking season, but you need to grind through it because if you do, you can change a lot of lives. Yeah, that's that's a good takeaway. You know, it's about the lives you're going to impact, and you know, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Luckily, I've been on the the a lot of the good ends with the former interns and people that made their way through. And you know, I think it's always worth it in the end. It's just hard to see. It's hard to see the light when you're really in the in, <laughs> in the, the, in the th- yeah yeah when you're really down there. It's it's pretty difficult. Um, you know, if you could pick up the phone and call Taryn Eubanks from five years ago, what would you tell her? Well, um, I would tell her you made the right choice leaving your full-time job for an unpaid internship because now you're actually doing what you always wanted to do. Don't give up. I know it's hard as hell, but it'll pay off. And, you know, where do you get your confidence? Cause I, I know when you're an intern, I didn't know it at the time, but yeah, when you came out to Denver from Texas, you know, you never let on like how, how hard it is. And I, I know how hard it is because yeah, I have a lot of interns coming from all over the country and it's, it's tough. Where does that drive come from? Where does that, I think a lot of coaches can benefit and I, I heard it somewhere is the difference between the coaches that made it and the difference that coaches that haven't are the ones that made it just didn't give up. So, 
you know, where, what did you focus on? Like what got you through those hard times? Were you just thinking about, all right, I'm going to be the next strength coach at this and this, or, cause you know, you said there, there's some advice you give the younger coaches, like you get to impact a lot of lives, but I don't think it, it could be difficult to see that when you're just starting off. Well, I mean, I really, I mean, I really had to be rooted in Christ and know, honestly, what am I here for? Like, what am I doing? Why, why did God put me in this place? And it was a lot of like self-reflecting and sitting down and realizing like, if you are not loving others and leading them to Christ, you're wasting time. And he showed me that I could do that through leading athletes because those athletes empower so many people. So one thing that I realized is like one of the NFL athletes that I was working with just posted something about me. He was like, my coach just told me this and he put it out there and he was like, send this to 10 people and just empower them. So like me taking my time to like really empower this guy just changed the lives millions because that's, that's his following. That's his. So it's like planting those seeds. I mean, that's incredible to me. You know, I wouldn't be able to touch that many people. I didn't think me saying that one thing is going to make that big of a difference, but now you see it. For sure. And what's next for coach T like you got, you just got the turf. I've, I've seen the pictures. You have a, a really nice facility and a lot of good things coming. So what's, what's something coming up in this next year that you're looking forward to get started? Well, now we have the ability to partner with other gyms because we have this trio of like the family practice medicine, the chiropractic, the massage. So now we reach out to other fitness influencers, other fitness professionals, like, Hey, let us pour into you. Let us help you. And like, we build this partnership with the trainers and the coaches. And then my dream is to build like a coaching leadership. Like, I don't know. I'm still working on it, but like a leadership training for coaches and athletes where we can bring everyone together on our turf, you know, and pour into these coaches because it gets draining, you know, like if you don't have anyone pouring into you, like how are you going to pour into all your athletes? So I'm already, I'm kind of working on some stuff, you know, with some of our local, I mean, gyms even like even cowboys fit like i was thinking the other day like how do we help their trainers you know how do we get them in here you know i'm building something so you'll see it soon i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> no for sure and it's definitely exciting to see everything you got going on and see you know how you've gone about you know building building your career it's it's definitely it's fun to watch yeah yeah a, a lot of a lot of big things you know, going for you. And if our listeners wanted to reach out to you or see what you got going on, what's the best way they can see you? Um, they can always come up to the clinic, uh, the performance medicine clinic, or they can reach out to my Instagram and we can set something up for sure. Um, I'm always looking to collaborate with other coaches. 
especially with this like leadership training thought process that I have. But I mean, either way, we are open to other coaches and trainers and athletes coming through. Definitely. And with that leadership, and I think leadership is, I mean, it's a, a great quote, like who pours into the the coaches that pour their entire lives into the athletes. And I think that's important. And I, I, I know leadership is a huge role in what we do. What, where do you look to like, who's your leadership mentors or like, what are you reading? What's something you would say like, Hey coaches, like, you know, look at your, at your girl coach T cause I'm about to, you know, drop something pretty cool. But in the meantime, here's where you, I look to leaders. Um, for the females, there's a book called the resolution for women. I think I have a book somewhere. Yeah. The resolution for women and then the purpose driven life. Those are the two books that I just dive into a hundred percent. Um, you know, my, uh, my coach at Dallas Baptist university really, really put me on because he nominated me for that young female strength coach. And I met a ton of people at that conference, but I don't, I mean, the way he empowered me and like made actions to put me in the right place. Like I always go back to him when I think about like leadership and whenever I'm struggling, I like call him up and his name was David Trevino. He's at Dallas Baptist university. He's definitely top leader in my life for sure. I'll have to reach out. Can I name drop you? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, for sure. Um, you know, definitely. And, you know, first of all, I want to say thank you. You know, you're a lot of fun, fun to watch. Like you had a, an incredible career so far and there's definitely a lot more you're going to achieve. So it's definitely fun to watch. So, you know, thank you for, you know, coming on and, and, and sharing a little bit of insight. Sure. I mean, it all started with you. You took the <laughs> risk. <laughs> you planted the seed, Isaiah, for hey, sure. You know, I'm just, uh, just doing my civic duty and just trying to make sure we uh, <laughs> get everything done and the place doesn't burn down. So, uh, no, I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's, it's a good story. Like you have, you're making your own way. And like I said, you by no ways pick the easiest route. And it wasn't like you purposely said, this is going to be the toughest thing, but it's just so, it's just so happened that, you know, you, you've worked your way through it and it shows in how you coach and it shows how you, you run your business out there. So, you know, thank you for, you know, joining us on the podcast and, you know, we'll be reaching out here again soon. All right, boss. It was good talking to you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities. Used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world, performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems. Right now, when you start a 14-day trial, use promo code CHALK, that is promo code C-H-A-L-K, to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your Team Builder account, including four sports science questionnaire templates. Today, coaches from around the country use Team Builder's built-in questionnaire module 
to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I've yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at Team Builder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.